Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now. An accounting matters podcast. I'm your host, Adam Olson. And I'm Nicole Harger. This week, we're following matters ranging from the impacts of rising inflation to some lighter news around enhancements the FASB is making available to users of its online standards and some updates on the CPA licensing requirements. We'll round things out with some recent developments on the sustainability reporting front from the International Sustainability Standards Board. Adam, what's the latest on the inflation front? Well, in February, the Commerce Department released a report detailing another increase in consumer prices from December to January. On a year-over-year basis, prices have risen more than 5%. Treasury Secretary Yellen indicated that the inflation battle is not going to be a straight line, and it will have its ups and downs as the Fed works to combat the continued rise in prices. And because of this, many analysts and economists expect the Fed to continue their path of increasing interest rates. The Fed is actually set to meet during the back half of March to discuss any further rate hikes. Nicole, with this news in mind, what should companies be keeping on their radar? Yeah, that's a great question. So as companies are in the midst of their year-end financial reporting, it's important to consider implications of inflation, rising interest rates, which can affect financial reporting in many ways. The effects may be direct or indirect and will likely vary by company and industry. Many of the financial reporting areas affected by inflation and rising interest rates involve impairment or valuation analyses, which often hinge on a discount rate as part of the exercise. As a result, developing estimates of those discount rates will be more difficult. In addition, developing future cash flows will involve increased uncertainty. Public companies also need to make sure their risk factor disclosures in management's discussion and analysis stay current in light of these circumstances. And for those of y'all wanting more information, be sure to check out the Accounting Matters podcast past episode on this topic, Accounting and Reporting During Uncertain Economic Times. Our next story is an exciting one, especially for those of us that spent a lot of time digging through the codification on the FASB's website. The FASB is now providing enhanced online access to both the accounting standards codification and the governmental research system. So now everyone has access to enhanced features such as searching, copy, paste, and printing, to name a few. I guess we're all no longer just basic has the FASB made us before. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, with all the rising prices that we just talked about on the inflation front, I guess it is nice to get something for free. Yes, it definitely (laughs) is. For our next story, future CPAs may want to listen up. NASBA has officially reaffirmed its support for the 150-hour education requirement for CPA licensure. Keeping the education requirement consistent across states will continue to allow CPAs to work in nearly every state without having to obtain additional credentials in other states. This affirmation is a result of some proposed state legislation that would lower the licensure requirement to 120 hours in an effort to increase the number of candidates entering into the profession. Yeah, in fact, NASBA President Ken Bishop noted that should any state or jurisdiction, we're looking at you, Minnesota, try (laughs) to lower the licensure requirements to 120 hours, their CPAs would no longer be automatically substantially equivalent and would no longer enjoy the mobility or reciprocal practice privileges that they're currently afforded. Moving along, 
It's hard to go a week actually without talking about sustainability reporting in some capacity. And the International Sustainability Standards Board, ISSB, didn't let us down. In fact, a large development on their standard setting process occurred during their recent meeting on February 16th. During that meeting, the board made its final decisions on all the technical content of its initial standards, which was informed by feedback it received during their extensive consultation period last year. With the substance of the standards now fully agreed, the ISSB unanimously approved entering the thorough drafting and formal balloting process of the standards ahead of their expected issuance later this year at the end of Q2. The board also agreed during the meeting that the initial IFRS Sustainability Disclosure Standards, so S1 and S2, will become effective starting January 2024. The decision on the effective date was in direct response to the strong demand from investors for companies to globally disclose comprehensive, consistent, and comparable sustainability-related information. So recognizing that complying with these new standards will be a significant undertaking for impacted companies globally, the ISSB indicated it will introduce programs that support those applying its standards as market infrastructure and capacity is built. And 2024 is not that far away. Right. (laughs) Furthermore, at that meeting, the ISSB voted to also reference the European Sustainability Reporting Standards, ESRS, which are used as part of the EU's Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive within an appendix to the ISSB's General Requirements Standards. This is intended to serve as a source of guidance companies may consider in the absence of a specific ISSB standard to identify relevant metrics and disclosures if they meet the information needs of their investors. This action also demonstrates the ISSB's goal of working toward a shared objective to maximize interoperability of all the various standards, sustainability standards for that matter, and aligning on key climate disclosures. The IASB is currently engaging also with a number of other jurisdictions, we're talking about you, the SEC, and organizations that are active on the sustainability standard setting front in support of interoperability of its global baseline decision useful standards and to prepare for their effective rollout. We will obviously here at AM now continue to follow this closely as those standards trek towards finalization and issuance later this year. Speaking of sustainability, Embark is hosting a webinar on March 7th discussing the EU's CSRD and why U.S. companies need to care. This webinar will be hosted by (laughs) yours truly, Adam Wilson, um, and a link for the webinar will be included in the show notes of this episode. Yeah, definitely encourage everyone to come check it out. A lot of good information coming from that webinar. And, you know, like I said, we're, we'll keep you up to up to date on everything sustainability reporting related, um, because I know this is a, a new and trending area for many people that are just trying to get their hands around the ever-evolving landscape. Yep. So, uh, But that's all we have for you this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcast on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Nicole Harger. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll see you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.